Hi, everybody. Welcome to Fuel Radio. On the line with me today is Leah Grove. Uh, welcome to Fuel Radio, Leah. Thank you, Brad. It's great to be here. Happy to uh, have the chance to chat with you today. Yeah, we've been trying to organize this for a while, and uh, we finally finally got it together. <laughs> yeah. I um, It's funny. I mean, this happens on social media once in a while. That there, I come across someone, and I go, oh, that would be a really interesting person to talk to. I, I, I'm resonating with what, what they have to say. And it was actually your Instagram account. Um, I, you know, I know lots of people kind of post, you know, they post different things, they post sayings and that sort of thing. And um, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I really, I really connected with the things that you say, and they seem to be your, your Instagram account seems to be uh, authentic and um, I thought I would just read a couple here. Um, uh, you asked the question, how do you want to feel? Anything that costs you your, your peace is too expensive. And so a lot of these things are, are original with you. And then you have some great quotes as well. Um, you're, the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. That's William James. Um, this is great. I love this one. Oh, this is probably a quote from someone else too. Be the reason someone feels heard, seen, and supported. So I could, I could go on and on. So <laughs> um, on, on Instagram, it's uh, Leah underscore Grove underscore. And um, on there, you mentioned that you uh, provide authentic soul care. You're an empowerment guide and spiritual director. I'll just read a little bit of your introduction here. Um, Leah has experience working with women in all stages of life. She's a holistic mindset coach and a certified spiritual director companion. She will help you connect to who it is you were designed to be. Leah has in-depth experience with many aspects of recovery. Through your time with her, you will uncover, discover, and discard the things that do not serve you and learn to embrace the things that do. She's passionate about helping women let go of perfectionistic ideals and begin to live a life of freedom and joy. Leah looks forward to the opportunity to journey with you and to hold sacred space for you. <laughs> so very, very well written. That's a great introduction. And I think that's, that's probably uh, the basis, the foundation of our, of our conversation today. <laughs> yeah. Could you, could you tell us, uh, I mean, there's so many, you know, coaches describe themselves in so many different ways. So what is a holistic, let's start with a holistic mindset coach. What does that mean? Oh, I um, will disclose, uh, Rod, that I don't really love the term coach. Yeah. <laughs> for um, the industry of, uh, you know, those helping others with specific different um niches to, um, you know, be their best selves. Uh, it does fit in the way that I wanted to journey with others. So I yeah, it's interesting. I'll, I'll just interject here. I'm with you like yeah. it's coach and even a spiritual director. And cause, cause I have a, my spiritual director. Um, I, I both, I, well, I don't have my, I don't have coaching certification, but I've done plenty of coaching. I've got, I've gone through all the training. I just need to do the enough hours to be a coach. And then spiritual director, I am a certified spiritual director, but I, I, I'm uncomfortable with both terms. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm with, I'm with you on that. I so appreciate it. And uh, 
where even with the director piece, I, I like to add companion. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, journeying with someone in um, what you just kind of read in providing sacred space for them. Um, the holistic piece um, kind of incorporates heart, mind, body, spirit, mm-hmm. um, wanting to um, journey with those seeking to integrate all of that to live wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And was that sort of a discovery for you? Like, um, I, I love the holistic approach. Did you, maybe through your own experience and working with people, how did you, how did you settle on that? I'm being a holistic mindset coach. Yeah, um, I truly um, lead uh, women um, with different trainings and certifications that I've obtained. However, a lot of my journey in getting to this place and having um, the desire to do this uh, comes from personal experience and my own um, journey with being a recovering perfectionist, um, <laughs> own uh, journey with um, connecting with the fact that um, all of us seem to struggle with something, be it you know one form of addiction or another. Um, there is something that when we bump up a gro- against a growing edge, we tend to look for something outside of ourselves Um, to deal with it. And in um, journeying with women in in the recovery capacity um, throughout the years, in journeying with people as a spiritual companion, uh, we'll say, versus director, um, I was hopeful to um, just establish a safe place, a program of sorts for people to journey through to be able to uncover what is that growing edge? What is it that I'm bumping up against? And again, to do that in an integral way with, um, you know, all of it, the heart, the mind, the body, the spirit, because it all plays in together um, and ties in, you know, to what it is. Yeah. And so maybe you could just say a little bit more about being a certified spiritual director as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what is your, what is your training? What, how does that come into play with your, with what you do? Yeah, so I actually will go uh, way back. I um, grew up uh, Catholic and Mm -hmm. to a small Catholic school. And um, when I was in my mid-20s, there was a a bit of a a faith shift for me personally. And I uh, was introduced to a spiritual director. And um, I myself kind of journeyed through a opportunity of sitting with someone and having someone hold sacred space for me. And what that provided for me personally um, was an opportunity to um, connect with my inner knowing, to enhance my own spiritual growth, to journey and uncover and discover and discard that which was serving me and not serving me. And my my spiritual director actually went on to um, uh, found find a and and start a spiritual formation center. And uh, through that, she was offering a course. They were offering a course there on uh, spiritual practices. It was a year-long course. And after uh, going through that, there was a follow-on course to actually become a certified spiritual director. So that was back in uh, 2011 uh, that I went through that course and received that certification. So that began my journey in that realm. Great. Do you find it difficult at times? Like, I do with these two, with all these different kinds of training, like when you, when you are sitting with someone in a companioning situation to go, Oh, should I coach here? Should I use spiritual direct? Cause I find 
at least in my training for spiritual direction, it's been to, to be very, very open and, um, you know, open to spirit and to allow that to sort of lead the way, right? I find with coaching, it's a bit more, let's, let's start with um, what's our objective today? What do, what do you want to talk about? And then try to find some really specific goals. You know, <laughs> do you ever struggle? Do you ever battle with that in, in your mind as you're sitting with someone? so appreciate that and um, definitely do relate that resonates uh, greatly Uh, (laughs) and I do believe that it is something that um, you know you kind of wear both hats and I have um, started this business and named it authentic soul care and in in doing that uh, in wearing both hats there's a program that I designed called journey to authenticity and Mm. there's a uh, six week, six module um, design to it. And there is a module that's designed to kind of identify your faith stream and to look at a couple of things as to, you know, your own personal journey in that regard. And there is a spiritual direction session offered in that specific module. So in the program that I've designed, I do give people the opportunity for more of the coaching directive. Let's unpack these modules together. Um, type opportunity, as well as a taste of what spiritual direction is. And honestly, I, again, so appreciate what you're sharing there, because the lines do get um, blurry. It, it does, you know, um, really facilitate stepping back and pausing. And as you said, letting spirit guide and lead in both realms um, with my desire to, again, create sacred space for people to make their own connections, even in the, the coaching piece, in not wanting to provide too much, wanting them to kind of tap into those answers that are already within them. Yeah, I mean, coaching can be a very spiritual process too, right? Like it's, you're still using your intuition and, and spirit's probably still your guide. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I hadn't, uh, warned you about this, but maybe if we could talk a little bit about authenticity, what you bringing up your, your course, I thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit because authenticity is, uh, you know, it's, it's talked about a lot today. And um, when you're speaking about authentic, authentic soul care, mm-hmm. maybe you can unpack that term for us a little bit. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, and again, uh, I'm going to interject with a little bit of personal experience here. That's um, great. I love that. I'm glad you're yeah. doing that. <laughs> Please was, do share stories. Yeah. Yeah. I was the um, little girl who wanted to have everything just so and tended to um, find myself before I could even connect with the fact that I was doing it, um, maybe being a chameleon of sorts, that if I was with this group, I was going to, you know, show up in a certain way. And if I was with, you know, maybe my parents and their friends, I was going to show up in another way. Um, so I do think that by design, and uh, I'll, I'll throw in a little bit of uh, Enneagram, I'm a one with a two wing and um, wanting to have that, um, you know, everything look perfect, wanting to people please, wanting to have everything just so, um, was uh, something that I do believe facilitated me, um, you know, maybe at times wearing a mask, not really knowing how I felt about something truly, but just going through the most motions or checking the box again to just show up the way that I thought that you wanted me to show up. And um, through my journey and um, 
throughout many, many years and throughout different trainings and certifications and my own, um, you know, direction as far as, you know, outside therapy at points, uh, yada, yada, yada. I have slowly, um, you know, the recovery uh, piece has been a big process and part of it for me as well, but I have began to uncover my true self. I have began to take off the mask and to show up authentically and to um, be able to realize that a lot of other people struggle with this. We all have, you know, perceptions of um, what do people think of us? We all have those insecurities and um, desire to belong. And yet, how do we do that, but sometimes conform? So how can we find that inner voice and tap into, you use the word intuition, how can we tap into that inner knowing um, to really lean into um, who it is that we're created to be and to show up in each and every situation um, as our authentic selves, as our true selves. Hmm. So I, I think what I hear you saying is that um, like our authentic true self is more a, an internal thing, like showing up according to our own uh values and intuition and and just showing up without without the mask with not not showing up trying to impress or or be what we think other people think think we should be is that kind of a good summary of what you're what you're saying yeah absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. and i think the uh whole you know true self false self comes into play yeah um whole self the shadow self comes into play and um you know kind of um wanting to journey with people to help them to identify, um, you know, resting in that true self place versus putting that mask back on when it's convenient or when we are, you know, in a place of fear or resentment or um, struggling to be present in the moment. (laughs) Can you give an example of where maybe in the past you showed up with a mask and maybe today how you would show up more authentically? um, Mm. Does anything come to mind? Yeah, I think the uh, high school years flashed before. (laughs) For all of us. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I now have a uh, 14-year-old boy who's a freshman and just kind of entering that realm and a dear 13-year-old girl and an 11-year-old boy. And, you know, I'm watching them go through their different stages and phases. um, Mm -hmm. And it allows me to uh, reflect on what that time was like for me. And I so wanted to be liked. I so wanted to, um, you know, be thought of in a certain way by not only peers, but, you know, educators and, and, you know, as I mentioned, you know, my parents and their friends. And um, so I think that was a, a place where I was probably lost and confused and, um, you know, not really knowing how to deal with life on life's terms um, and trying to figure it all out. Definitely. Great. I'm just going to pause here, Leah, because God, can you hear the sound in the background? I can, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in an apartment and they must be testing the <laughs> system or something. So we'll just pause for a sec. How do you feel it's going? Are you doing, you doing okay? I am. Yes. Good, good. <laughs> this end soon no worries 
I think I'm going to ask you um, a question in spite of this going on in the background, and then you can just take it away. <laughs> um, I just want to ask you about perfectionism. Mm. Um, so you've mentioned perfectionism a couple times and your, your own struggle, your own battle with us, with that. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about your own journey with perfectionism and how you've grown or overcome it? Sure, absolutely. I, uh, I think the first thing that comes to mind when you, um, when you ask that is that I know for me uh, personally and a lot of, of uh, people that I've uh, gotten to speak with who struggle with perfectionistic tendencies, um, there seems to be a connection to uh, outer order um, creating internal peace. And uh, I do know too, again, to reflect on, you know, childhood and even the teenage years that if I could, you know, again, mentioning Catholic school, I would have my uniform laid out the night before, um, you know, down to the socks and the shoes and everything would be just so for the next day. Um, and both in a detailed fashion, as far as things being, um, you know, kind of laid out and, um, set up in a certain way, there's an internal um, struggle, if you will, with wanting to um, have everything just so, and again, to appear in a certain way. And it can be debilitating um, if it's not something that, um, I know for me, I was able to kind of start to release. So it's been a process. It's been a process in realizing that there are things that are out of my control um, that there are things that I'm invited to release. There are things that um, can not be just so, and I still am okay. So when you're working with people or you see, you know, and what are some of the indications to you, some of the signs, oh, this person's struggling with perfectionism? <laughs> sure, absolutely. And you mentioned my, um, you know, Instagram page and Instagram and uh, Facebook have been, you know, a lovely platform to be able to share about the, a little bit of this work. And um, I know um, one of um, my clients uh, approached me in saying that she, um, as a young 30-year-old mama with a two-year-old, really struggles um, when she's being beckoned, you know, mama play, mama, you know, sit with me, mama, whatever, that, um, you know, she sees the dishes, she knows the laundry hasn't been folded yet. Um, she sees, you know, some things scattered on the floor and has a literal internal struggle in, I can't do this yet because I need to get these other things done first. Um, that would be, you know, something that I know that uh, one of my clients kind of came to me too, that it gets in the way of relationships. It gets in the way of uh, being seen and seeing other people because of the uh, focus on, you know, having to have everything just so. Does practicing being in the present moment help with that? That's kind of dawns on me, you know, kind of surfaces for me that, you know, you're looking at the, the dishes and instead of just being present with your child. And I can see how that would be a struggle where you've got, oh, this is, this isn't done. This is left undone. You know, does that come into play? Absolutely. Mindfulness is um, one of the great tools that I, um, you know, work with others in trying to introduce them to, or to try to encourage them to continue to practice if it's something that they've already connected with. Um, but coming back to presence, coming back to um, the breath 
and being able to pause and being able to get in touch with what is literally happening in my body right now. I know for me, it's a tensing in my gut that I know that there's that internal struggle. And that's an invitation. That's an invitation to do just that, to pause, to breathe, to often put my hand on my heart and say right here, right now, I'm okay. And how do I wanna show up to this situation? Because there is an invitation in it. There is an opportunity for growth in it. Again, mine aren't two anymore, but a child beckoning me, you know, mom come out and look at me do this skateboard trick in the cul-de-sac. And I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. I need to, you know, da, 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 da. Um, there's going to be a day when this 11 year old doesn't ask me to do that. So can I lean in and having practiced mindfulness regularly uh, facilitates me being able to lean into those moments to set aside that, which is of lesser importance um, to focus on the relationship. Um, yeah. At the, at the time. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because I'm a mindful person or what, but I, you know, I feel like my biggest regret with raising my kids is that I wasn't more present, you know, that, like you say, those moments of, that will never come again. Of uh, I see, I had two girls, so now I see, I, I really, it, it always moves me when I see girls in the playground or whatever, or people, an, a, a grandfather walking with their, obviously walking with a granddaughter or whatever, and I just kind of go, I, I kind of pine for those days, you know, those were really special days. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of missed that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Leah Grove as much as I did. As I mentioned during our conversation, she's got a great, Instagram account. And if you want to find out more, it's at Leah underscore Grove, G-R-O-V-E, and another underscore symbol. Uh, she has lots of sayings and stuff like that, but uh, true to form, it's very authentic. And um, I regularly enjoy what she has to post there. And then to find out more about Leah, you can go to her website, at AuthenticSoulCare.com and you can find out how to work with Leah and you can receive uh, 13 journaling prompts for free. So you'll see, when you go to her website, you'll see a link for that. I think it is entitled, I actually have her website open here, Your Free Authenticity Journal. So thank you, Leah, for joining us today and thank you for listening. <music>